a lot. Well, you know, the early bird gets the worm. And while that is possible, that is, that's very true, right? It, it implies that the person that to arrive first or act first will be successful. And that's not always true. What I've learned in business is, yes, it's good to be first. But what you want to do is you want to be the first to do it best, okay? Right? So, so initiative is important. Planning and preparation is important. But also the quality and effort are equally important. Listen, iPhone was not the very first smartphone that came out in the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah. play. Let's do you go. know what it's like to come from nothing at all? But every day you just want it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear. But believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most. But still being devoted the most. Do you know what it's like? Yeah. That's what the journey's about. Yeah. show you What's going on, y'all? This is Just Knowins. Back at the Run The Play Show, where I help break down top plays of success from top leaders, entrepreneurs, and personalities by sharing gems from the playbook. And today, uh, I, I wanted to have a conversation about some things that aren't exactly true, because what, I learned, what I've learned about business in my own life is there's certain um, sayings or things that people say or that you've heard that sometimes you have to challenge it and, and ask yourself, is this really true? Right, and so I want to pull a couple, and this might end up being a part two, part three. I don't know, but we, we're gonna go with just. I just thought about something that I've heard a lot. One of them is, uh, you can't have your cake and eat it too. How many people heard that? Oh, you know, you can't have your cake and eat it too. Well, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to have your cake and eat it too. It's it's a saying that almost implies that it's impossible to have something both ways. However, in reality, it's very possible to enjoy what what you have while also reaping the benefits from it. The key lies finding good balance and management of whatever it is. So anytime somebody says you can't have your cake and eat it too, that's not true. You can have both. Okay? I do it a lot of times at the restaurant, okay? All right? Here's another one that's good. And, and here's what I, I want to say this, right? Because this one right here is, is said a lot. Well, you know, the early bird gets the worm. And while that is possible, that is, that's very true, right? It, it implies that the person that to arrive first or act first will be successful. And that's not always true. What I've learned in business is, yes, it's good to be first. But what you want to do is you want to be the first to do it best. Okay? Right? So, so initiative is important. Planning and preparation is important. But also the quality and effort are equally important. Listen, iPhone was not the very first smartphone that came out in the world. It wasn't. But guess what? They were one of the first ones that most people adopted. You understand what I'm saying? Look, Blockbuster was one of the first people to do movies, but they didn't adopt. They didn't change. And guess what? Now, Netflix. Now, streaming. Now, all these, we can go Amazon Prime. Look, Redbox had taken them out for a little while, but guess what? They didn't innovate. So, so it's not just about being first, although that's important. Here's what I love. You know, money can't buy you happiness. Or people say, money can't buy you love. Well, let me tell you something. Money will buy. Money will buy you something so close you won't know the difference. Now, <laughs> no, let's see. It's you. All right. Well, look, here's all I would say right there, right? Now, money can't directly purchase happiness because here's what's true. I know some people that have a lot of money and they're not happy people. But I also know some people without money that aren't happy people. What I'm realizing is that happiness comes from within, right? But here's what money can do. It can 
provide you with access to things that contribute to happiness, such as stability, such as opportunity, such as experiences. You can't tell me if you get enough money to pay your parents' house off, you're not going to be happy. You can't tell me if you're able to do some things and give to some causes that you're really passionate about, you're not going to feel happy. And so, no, money's not necessarily going to buy you happiness just by having it and hoarding it. It does give you the ability to buy you some things that can make you happy. Okay? Here's another one. Well, you know what they say. Opposites attract. This implies that people with contrasting personalities or traits are likely to be attracted to each other. However, what I found, you know, we have a personality assessment that we do, is that people are more likely to be attracted to people who are similar to them and have similar values. So yeah, opposites can attract, but most of the time they don't. You know, typically what I found out when I do personality assessments is that people that are on the opposite end of the spectrums typically have the hardest time understanding and connecting with each other. Now, here's what is also true. A lot of times you can learn a lot from those people that have different strengths and weaknesses for you, from you, okay? What about this one? What doesn't kill you make you stronger. Uh, <laughs> and now that, that, in a sense, it's true, but it suggests that all hardships make a person stronger. And that's not always true. Some experiences cause last, lasting damage and trauma to people that it takes them years and years and decades to overcome if they ever overcome it. And so, yes, going through things, man, it does prepare you for stuff. Like, listen, going through some stuff as a child, man, it made me like, okay, you know, I, stuff like this don't really bother me no more. Stuff like this doesn't bother me. But there's some other stuff that really bothers me. And so while that's true, I don't want us to underestimate the value of what happens when we say that to somebody that's really going through some stuff, okay? Uh, what about this one? Uh, you know, time heals all wounds. Now, while, while time can lessen the impact of some painful experiences, not all emotional or physical wounds fully heal with just time. Some require intervention. Some of them require therapy, right? Some of them require a specialist, somebody that can give you some tools to go in there and fix. And so, yeah, again, it's, it's, it kind of goes there. What about this one? Failure is not an option. Uh, failure is always an option, right? <laughs> so, so some of this, this, this can discourage people from taking risks, especially in entrepreneurship. Here's, here's, here's what uh, uh, dynamic I think that people don't really understand. Right, because saying stuff like this can promote a fear of failure. And reality, here's what people think. It's success, it's them, and it's failure. And you're in the middle. So every day, I'm either going here or I'm going there. But in in in, in I understand that mentality in terms of like actions that you take daily. But here's what I want you to understand as an entrepreneur is that it's you, it's failure, and then it's success. Failure is on the way to success. So I don't know of a big business that has become a big business without failing. I don't know, like, it's very difficult <laughs> to not make mistakes and not have errors. Here's the thing, you can't get caught up in failure. And so while the tr the saying is like, yo, when somebody says oh, failure is not an option, I mean, they're not gonna let their themselves stay in failure. It, it could be messy because it makes people say, oh, well, I don't want to try because I don't want to make a mistake. And that's where a lot of people that want to become entrepreneurs get stuck because they don't want to mess up. Let me mess up. I'm going to just put out some stuff. I'm going to figure it out. And on the way, I'm going to become successful. 
Here's a good one, right? All publicity is good publicity. This idea comes from people thinking that positive or negative is beneficial because it brings attention. However, negative publicity can definitely harm reputations, relationships, and can be detrimental in the long run. All attention is not good attention. And so if you go about life doing this, we see this sometimes with celebrities. You be like, yo, why were they doing it? They wanted attention. But listen, attention, it'll make you lose brand deals. Attention will make you lose friends. Attention will make you lose business if you're not if it's not the right attention. So yeah, attention can be good. And sometimes bad publicity has turned out good for some people, but do not get it mistaken that all publicity is good publicity, okay? I love this when it comes to relationship. Love is blind. And, and, and this implies that when people are in love, they overlook flaws, what we call them red flags, <laughs> faults in their partners. In reality, a healthy relationship, a healthy love recognizes and acknowledges these aspects, but they accept them. When people say, oh, you know what, love is blind. No, a lot of times people recognize the red flags. What, what, they're, what they're not allowing themselves to do is have healthy conversations, have healthy conflict resolution skills to say, look, okay, I recognize this. Ain't really my favorite thing, but we can get through it. But I'm not blind to it, okay? Uh, I hear this a lot, even in leadership. And, I, and it's one of those things that's tricky, right? Actions speak louder than words, right? Actions speak louder than words. And while actions... I like it a lot of times, right? Because they can be often a lot more reliable in terms of telling an indication of someone's intentions or feelings or if they're on the right track. Words are very powerful as well. And they can have a lasting impact. And so listen, I, I'm, I'm of the mind saying, listen, don't talk about it, be about it, right? Which is saying, look, don't, don't just talk about it, just go do some stuff. But guess what? There's some people that they're in relationships right now and they're doing stuff for their mate. They're buying stuff, and what they really want is words, right? They're like, yo, give me some words of affirmation. Tell me you love me. Tell me you care about me. Don't just buy me stuff. So, yeah, actions are important. Showing it is important. Showing up is important. But, man, words, they're, imp they're important as well. You know, look, actions are, hey, I'm just paying. I pay you every single week. We pay you on time. But, man, words, I mean, I appreciate you, man. This what we're putting together, man, is, is really important because of your skills. So you gotta, I, I think you need both. And depending upon where your business is, you may have to say, man, is action right now more important or words? Well, you know what? Are words more important than action? It's a gauge, right? Relationships, absence make the heart grow fonder. What this suggests is that separation strengthens loves or relationships. And while this can be true for some people, absence can also make Relationships drift apart. In fact, when people stop being around each other in deep relationships, they tend to go in separate directions. So let's just make sure we're not just saying stuff just to be saying it just because we heard it. What about this one? Uh, you can't teach an old dog new tricks. This suggests, especially people that have been around a little bit longer in life, that they can't learn new skills, they can't change habits, and this is false. Learning can occur at any age. People say, oh, you know, they just stuck in their ways. No, it's a decision to be stuck. You can always change. You can always change what you're doing. It's a choice. It's a decision. What about this one? You know, they say good things come to those who wait. This implies that patience will always be rewarded. But here's what's also true. 
action is also necessary. And so good things come to those who wait. If you're patient in business while you're working, that can help you. But if you're just patiently waiting and doing nothing, oh, it can be very detrimental. So, so, so when you're when you're thinking about these sayings, a lot of times you still gotta say, okay, man, but is that true? What about this one? Man, blood is thicker than water. This suggests that family ties are always stronger than friendships or relationships. You know, the Bible says there, there's a friend sticking closer to, than a brother, right? And so while that may not always be true, there are a lot of people that have non-family relationships that are just as strong, if not stronger, than family relationships. So you got to keep that in mind. What's true for you doesn't necessarily mean that it's true for others. So here's what I want you to start thinking about. What are some things that have been said to you that don't serve you? I have people say stuff like this. You know, money is the root of all evil. Now, while money can contribute to negative behavior, if it's misused, it's not inherently evil. Money is a tool. I always tell people all the time, money just makes you more of what you already are. If you're a good person, you'll become better. If you're a bad person, you'll become worse. But what a lot of people are really quoting says the love of money, especially if it's, the, especially if it's at the expense of others, can be very, very harmful. It's the love of money, not just money. Is the root of all evil. And so now what happens if you start trying to go out here and build a business and you start making some money and you've been taught that money's evil or you've been taught that having money is evil? I had somebody say, you know, Justin, you know, they say, man, it's hard for a rich person to make it to the kingdom of God. I'm like, who's who, who said this was rich? Because let me ask you this. Isn't rich a perspective? Do you know that there are some people that are on minimum wage in America that to some people in other countries, they're wealthy? Why? They got a roof over their head. They got a car. They got food. They got family. They have a way to make money. But then you'd be like, no, I'm not rich. Why? Well, compared to somebody else. Well, then you go to that somebody else, and somebody else could be above them and say, well, man, they're, they're not rich. So, so, so why am I saying this? Because you got to be careful because if you start harnessing these feelings, that this was Justin, by the way. I started making 5000 a month, 10000 a month, and I was always hit this glass ceiling because then what started happening is I was fighting myself internally. Like, man, you know what people be saying, man. Start making some money, it's the root of all evil, and now I'm over here like, I don't want to make as much money because I don't want to be an evil person. I started realizing, man, I know some people that's broke that's evil too. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I, know, I, know some, I know a few people that they got them dollars, and they, they just as bad as some people that I know that have some money. But then guess what? There's some people that know they have money, man. They're the most giving people that I know. And guess what? I know some people that don't have as much, and they'll give you the shirt off their back. So, so what's really true, in my opinion, is, man, if you start putting money above people and above the right things, man, they can be evil. When you start, when you start caring about a dollar over the people that you're around, it can be harmful. What about this one? Money doesn't grow in trees. Now here, I have two problems with this, right? The first one is money does come from trees. Now it doesn't grow in trees, right? But it does come from trees, right? And if trees grow and it comes from trees, then maybe it does. I don't know. But 
my challenge with this one is that a lot of times it conveys that money is like a, a finite resource, meaning that it's limited and it takes effort to earn it, which it does, right? And it shouldn't be wasted. And it's typically using used when we're trying to teach people financial responsibility, but it's not always true. Now, it's not a natural resource, like a, a fruit or something like that that grows in the world, but it is something that in a sense is limitless. And so, so, so if I start thinking like money doesn't grow on trees, it's hard to get, it's hard to attain, it's hard to hold on to. Well, now I start thinking about money as this giant, this tree that I've got to slay, this, 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 this business that I've got to continue to build. When, no, money, money, look, look at America. When they need some more money, what do they just do? They, they go print it. What if you were taught that money was abundant and, and that it came to you easily and frequently? All it is is something that just shows value. We put we put value on money, and it's supposed to be something that people exchange for something and they see a value. But it can discourage people from taking risks. It can discourage people from making investments or spending money for personal growth or enjoyment. Understanding that money, it's not, it's not just about conserving resources, but it's about using them to achieve personal and financial goals. Somebody say, oh, money doesn't grow on trees, but it... And like, oh, I don't want to invest in this, this business. Or I don't want to invest in this skill that can lead them to more financial success in the future. Well, then it can be harmful. Then you, then you start seeing people, other people's trees like, man, I, I sure wish uh, so-and-so would give me some of their trees over there. You know, they got too many trees, man. They need to just go ahead and give somebody some trees. No, no. It's, money's a tool. That is it. But guess what? Money needs direction. You got to tell it where to go. And if money, if you don't tell it what to do, it'll leave you. But man, when you start saying that money doesn't grow on trees, now you start building a scarcity mentality in people. They becoming, they start thinking about it as this scarce resource or something they've got to hoard and something they've got to keep because there's not a lot of it around. When really, it's really abundant. Remember, every problem is a business. And so if you're not making money right now, that means you have not found a way to solve a problem for enough people. Solve a problem, create a business. Create a business that solves a lot of problems, you have a lot of customers, you have a lot of money. You, you find a problem that doesn't have a lot of customers, well, you're probably not going to make a lot of money. And so this was part one, right? This is part one of sayings that aren't necessarily true. And I wanted to go through a few because I want you to start thinking about what are some areas in my life that I have had some people tell me some things that I've bought into. Maybe because it's just something that's been passed down from family to family. Maybe it's just something that I've heard over and over and over again, which became a belief. But they're not serving you. Ask yourself, what are some things you repeat to yourself that don't help you? They don't serve you in moving forward. And then those are the things that you have to replace. I just have this thing where I think, oh man, 
You just you can't you can't be nice to everybody because you get run over. No, you could be nice and not get run over. You can be nice and not get taken advantage of. But if you believe that being nice means that you're always going to get taken advantage of, now when you go to the other side, now you become an entirely different person. It's not even you. You become an entirely different individual, which that lifestyle has an entirely different set of rules. So learn how to find the things that you buy to. You know what I learned from that? As I said, okay, I can be nice to most people. And when people try to get over on me, I don't allow them to. And then I surrounded myself with people that don't also let people get away with things as well. And they'll check it a lot of times before it even gets to me. Because I understand that. That's why I teach people in sales. A lot of times the person that has the meanest gatekeeper or receptionist, they're probably the nicest person you'll meet. You know why? Because they had to put people in front of them and you because they know, man, if it gets to me, I'm probably going to buy. Man, if it gets to me, I'm probably going to be nice. But guess what they learned? It's a choice. So be mindful. Don't just accept stuff that people say. Don't just accept things you heard. Read it. Digest it and say, you know what? Does this apply to me? Do I take this as true? And if it does, keep it. And if it doesn't, throw it away. We just gave you a play. Now go run. What's going on? Listen, make sure you guys go to runtheplaystore.com. Get your official run to play gear. We talk about shirts, socks, jackets for everybody that's run to play all across the world. Are you ready? We're going to run the yeah, play. Let Do you go. know what it's like to come for nothing at all? But every day you just wanting it all. Do you know what it's like? Every day facing your fear, but believing that your blessing is near. Do you know what it's like? Growing up broken than most. 